Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. In the first service, I said there's frost on the pumpkin. There ain't no pumpkins right now, so, but there's frost. So uh, good to see you guys. Hope you hadn't planted any flowers. They're dead if you did, but sorry. My heart really was in that. It didn't sound like it. But uh, hey, it is good to see you. So here's what we're doing today. Today uh, is the final message of um, hearing God's voice, that, the, message, the, the messages that I've kind of crafted. I've kind of written them each week. Uh, they're going to end up, this is week 10. I didn't, didn't plan for it to be 10. Uh, God did, so I have to hear and listen to God. So um, each week, I just kind of wrote it week to week based on where we were and what God's doing. And so today, uh, today's message I've had for a, about a week or two, but I knew I wanted to end with it. It's very practical. I hope you have a notepad or a pencil or a pen or something, phone. I, I want you to get these, okay? Um, I've simply titled it, 10 Ways God Speaks. I know there's an individual or individuals in here that'll say, what if God chooses 11? Well, that's why he's God, okay? So um, don't hold me to the number, okay? It's not an exhausted list. These are 10 ways uh, that God has spoken to me, others, and he continues to speak. And if God, because he's God, chooses a number 11, then we'll just let God do that, okay? Um, so let me say this first before I jump into my list. When I do premarital counseling uh, with my couples that are getting married, I have four areas that I cover. I, carry the, I cover these four areas because these are four areas that have come back to me in post-marriage uh, counseling. Uh, and so what I tell my young couples are, I'm going to go over these four because I don't want you to come back and see me. <laughs> so I love you, and I'll be here if you need me, but I don't want you to come back. So one time I finished the list. And I, after the wedding was over, I got a call from one of the people, uh, the, the, the bride. She said, hey, I got a question for you. Uh, in the premarital counseling, you covered four areas, but one of them you didn't cover. That's very important. I said, what is that? She said, communication. I said, amen. I said, here's why I don't cover communication. Because communication is in all four. And if you don't do those four, if you don't talk in these four, you don't have a chance. So I don't spend any time on communication except in the four that I talk about, I add it. So what you're going to see is a list of 10 things. One of the things you're not going to see is worship. It's not because I don't believe God can speak in worship, because in all 10 of these, it's all worship. In all 10 of these, in the midst of these 10, and, these, and you will worship in these 10, okay, and he will speak. But God speaks powerfully through worship. But, but what I have found is there's a generation that I only can hear God in worship. And if you don't have the right smoke and the band and the particular worship leader leading, they check out. 
And I have had them stand in front of me in worship. When the worship ends, they sit down, they take out their phone and go to Facebook and they never listen to the word. And if all you're going to do is be puffed up with music, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but no foundational rock that you're building your life on called the word, you're toast. Because listen to me, there'll be times where the worship's the last thing on your mind, but the word of God, active and living, will come up through it. And your circumstances may not want a song right now, but your circumstances will stand on the rock. And his name is Jesus, and that is the word. So don't, don't get me wrong. When, you, when I don't cover worship, worship's in all 10. Amen. Don't, don't subtract that, okay? So here we go. <laughs> You're like, wow, that's a really good intro. Uh, so, so here's, here's <laughs> y'all looking at me like, whoa, does he warm up? Does he just jump right off and hit a grand slam? So, so here's a 10. Take them down, write them down. I'll go through them. Listen to me. There's a lot of scripture. There's scripture references to people. There's scriptures in them. I won't read all the scripture because we have a limited amount of time I can hold you here, okay? So number one, uh, through circumstances, through circumstances. God speaks through circumstances, no doubt, okay? Here's what I want you to hear. God is not limited to only circumstances. Many people that I visit with, they have a circumstance in their life and they call it God or not God and they don't get any other counsel from anything else. Word, worship, people, anything. It's just all about circumstances. That's dangerous. That's just dangerous. Uh, Jonah is our example in scripture where God spoke to Jonah. Jonah heard God, but he was scared. He fled. God continued to speak. Uh, His circumstances closed in on him. And finally, the circumstances overcame Jonah, okay? And he followed God, okay? But... But I said in that series, when I was talking about Jonah, uh, there was a period where God didn't speak to Jonah, and it was because of the circumstances, okay, or because he didn't listen. So some people say, well, I don't hear God right now. And I always tell people, go back to the last thing you heard God say and, and ask, did you obey? Because Jonah didn't hear God again until he repented of not hearing God then. So sometimes your circumstances can press on you so that you turn your worship and your ears to the king. So be careful uh, in circumstances. I told you uh, before when, I, uh, when Melissa and I as a family came out to the panhandle the first time, I came because uh, the church in Amarillo that was looking at me as a student pastor would not stop bugging me, okay? And I didn't want to come to Amarillo, okay? Uh, and don't take offense to that, but I didn't want to come to Amarillo, and I was happy in Longview, Texas, and so I came out for the purpose of saying no, and I was very driven to say no. Flying in, when I saw the little green circles, I knew I was going to say no. I was like, seriously, people live here, and so, uh, so, I, so I got off the plane, met with them, and I couldn't say no. That night, I only stayed one night, that night I got sick. Well, you know what circumstances will tell you? That's God, God trying to keep me from coming to modern-day Iraq. And so, <laughs> God doesn't want me to come to Amarillo. So I wanted, that's how I interpreted it the first time. Well, can I tell you that sickness is a bad interpretation of God? 
Because the enemy gets people sick as well. So could it be God wanting to get my attention or the enemy getting me sick to keep me from God? So be careful just signing off on a circumstance or a stomach virus, all that stuff, and calling that God. Just like I can't go because it's my kid's senior year. Uh, they're going to be in the annual a uh, ridiculous number of times, and if I move, they won't be in the annual at all. Well, my annuals are in the attic. I don't want to see them, so put, putting too much weight in that kind of stuff. If God wants to move you the day before graduation, say yes. Joan is a good example to say yes, all right? So circumstances are good, but God's not limited by circumstances, and we're moving on. Number two, th- through godly counsel. Through godly counsel, let me give you some addresses. Proverbs 12, 15, Proverbs 19, 20, and Proverbs 24, 16. They're all on counsel, a wisdom. The key there is not counsel. The key there is godly counsel. There is an enormous difference, okay? Let me tell you the definition of godly counsel, and then you'll decide if they fit there. They got to know God, not go to church, Okay? This is the Bible Belt. People go to church, okay, at least twice a year. So know God, okay, know God, all right? Know God's word, not just some verses, but know the word and know you. If you're impulsive, they need to know that, okay? Got know God, know his word, know you. That's godly counsel. Go to those individuals when circumstances are out there that you might want to interpret as God or not God. Bounce it off godly counsel. Let them sit with it, okay? Godly counsel is very, very, very important, and God uses godly counsel. Number three, through peace, through peace. Colossians 3.15 says this, and let the peace of God rule in your heart. It's a sporting term, meaning rule means referee or umpire, Okay, you can try to back talk referees or umpires. It just won't lend you a lot of playing time in the future. Okay, let 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 it rule in your heart. Let peace rule your heart, meaning control it, protect it. It's in that fence. Okay, let peace. The world can't give peace. You know that the world can't give peace. Okay, it just flat can't. It can can give you a warm fuzzy, it can make you feel good, that kind of thing, but it can't give you peace. Jesus brings peace. The Holy Spirit of God brings peace. Philippians 4, 7 says this, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus, which surpasses all understanding. Because here's what happens. When you try to explain to someone that you have a peace about something, they may not be able to understand that. And you know what? They're not supposed to. You have the peace of understanding. He gave it to you. It's for you to understand. It's your peace, okay? Well, guard your heart and mind. There's a, there's a purpose in the order, heart and mind. Helmet, salvation, okay? Heart and mind. Your heart can hear God and know it's God. Your mind can try to talk your heart out of it. Be careful. Let it guard your heart and your mind. Okay? 
through Christ Jesus. So through peace. So through circumstances, through godly counsel, through peace. Number four, through people. Through people. In Acts 21, 10 through 11, there's a prophet. Her name is Agabus. She has a word for Paul, and she gives a word to Paul. I want to say something here to you. The word prophet and prophesy gives some people just the oozy goozies, okay? They, they make them feel weird, okay? I, I'm sorry. It's a biblical term. It's used today. It's what the Holy Spirit does. It's for our benefit. It's to encourage us. It's the way God communicates. Get over it. Prophets are alive and well as much as Jesus is alive and well. God gives people a word. Get over yourself. I had issues with it too. I was prophesied over many, many times and I wouldn't call it that. Why? Because I was a Baptist. All right? I said it. All right? That's why I wouldn't do it. My dad's a deacon and my mom's a Sunday school teacher and I like getting stars by my name. And I felt like if I said it, the stars in, my mom can't teach and my dad's fired from being a deacon. He's not hired so he can't be fired. So I was paranoid as a kid and as a college kid about the word prophecy. Where I finally got good with it was at a private Baptist university that I was playing ball at. That's where I met the Holy Spirit and it changed my life and people spoke over my life about call the ministry when I didn't want to hear it. Out of that call the ministry that came from individuals, people that prophesied that in my life, Jeremiah chapter one landed in my life and I couldn't deny it. God uses people to speak to people. Why would he make something he's not going to use? God will give people a word okay, for you, to affirm a word that he's put in you. Just let that land. And I'm going to tell you, when it lands on you, you know it. Because it agrees with the spirit that's in you that's already been singing it. They affirm it. That's why when you look at a prophesied word or a word, It's an encouraging word. It's an encouraging word, okay? I've said before in the series that that I cannot hear God for you, but I can hear God with you, okay? There are people that are intimately walking with God that can hear a word for you, okay? And they can speak that word to you. And the word that God is speaking in you, it can agree with. Okay? And for some, that's what it takes to get them over the hump. Okay? I had many people uh, in my life, throughout my life, uh, that had given me a word or had, had prophesied over me. And I didn't receive them all. And largely because I wasn't in a position to receive them all. And that was on me. Once I got in a position and understood and they gave me the word and it lined up with the word of God, it changed my life forever. And so don't dismiss that God will use his creation people to speak to his people. Okay. Number five, 
through dreams and visions, through dreams and visions. Now, I know there's some weird dreams out there, okay? I do know that, okay? Uh, Not every dream is from God, but dreams are from God or can be from God, okay? Sometimes they're from bad pizza, okay? Sometimes they're from other stuff, okay? But I'm saying God uses dreams and visions to speak. Here's just a few biblical examples of men in the Bible that God had given a dream or vision to. Solomon, Jacob, Peter, John, Paul, and Joseph. If we're going to dismiss dreams and visions, we need to dismiss those men. I would be careful doing that, personally. All right? I want you to go to Acts, Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. I want you to listen to the words. Acts 2, 17, 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I'll let you determine if that's you, all right? Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. He said he would do that He is doing that. He will continue to do that. It's what he does. He will speak in dreams and he will give visions. I promise you he does it. I said it, that pack a sack on two individual times within about an hour span and God showed me through people that drove up to get gas that spoke to me. God showed me a vision, vision vision of two services we're in them today because of that and if i can sit in a jeep or in a kia at pakasak and god of all creation can speak to me through those six hombres god can give me vision to see even at pakasak getting gas the problem is Are your eyes open to what he wants to show you and are you listening when he speaks? You're all over the city, all over the panhandle throughout the week. They're in the red light or a stop sign you stop at that God doesn't want you to see something there. Get your head on a swivel and open your eyes. It's not all about you. He uses dreams and visions. Now I'm gonna go up and say this. You need godly counsel, okay, You need to take dreams and visions to the Father. If they came from the Father and you take them to the Father, they will stick. If they came from the, if they didn't come from the Father and you take them to the Father, they will go away. Snakes under your bed in the middle of the night may not be from God. If God says there aren't snakes under your bed, sleep good the next night and don't worry about snakes being under your bed, okay? I used to have a dream that if anything was hanging off the bed, someone was going to snatch up and get me. I wouldn't dare let an arm or a toe or a foot hang off the side of the bed. What is wrong with me? Do they think you have to be in bed to get you? If they're already in your house under the bed, why are they waiting to get you in sleep? Just get you any time, taking a shower. You're just more vulnerable than you any other time of your life. 
sorry. That's a total free nugget for anybody that has a problem with things under your bed. All right? What's wrong with our head? Our head's messed up. Watch Sports Center before you go to bed, and you won't dream that kind of stuff. All right? Lord help. All right? Moving on. Number six, through thoughts. Through thoughts. I said again, he will use thoughts. In Matthew 1.20, he uses a thought to speak. Joseph has a dream. God says that the, the, the person that you're taking, Mary, the, the baby that's in Mary, is from the Holy Spirit. It's okay now to go back to that land. The people that are going to kill or hurt the child are not there anymore. In his thoughts, he's thinking, I can't go back there because they were going to kill, and that's why we fled. And the angel of the Lord said, now you can go back now because they're dead. The people that are going to harm the kid can go back. You can have thoughts, and they may scare you, or they may not, you, you may be troubled by your thoughts. God may be speaking through your thoughts. I'm not saying you take every thought and run. He says, keep thoughts captive. That means take them to godly counsel, sit with them before the Lord. If their thoughts are from God, you will know that, okay? But God does speak through thoughts. I promise you, all right? Number seven, whew, I got a rule. Number seven, through natural manifestations. Here's some addresses. Natural manifestations, Romans 1, John 12, 29, book of Revelation, one of my favorite, 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 favorite ways that God speaks is through nature. Man, I love it. If I'm outside, I'm good. If I'm inside for very long, I'm not good. I'm glad my wife didn't say amen. But I got to be outside. I got to be outside. The temperature is not a dictation of me being in or outside. Two below, I'm out. Two, 102, I'm out. Doesn't matter. I got to be outside. I, I love nature. God uses nature. God speaks through nature in and through it all the time. All the time. Go to the beach, watch the tide. No greater, nothing greater than the beach and the tides that God's in control. God just says, uh, Paxton, Paxton have a revival over there. Right? right now he's in flip-flops and y'all don't even know it. All right? So... Listen to me, sit on the beach. If you think your life's out of control, sit on the beach and you think God's not doing anything and watch that water stop where God says stop. Watch it stop. Watch that tide stop and watch it change every second and you don't even know it. I learned a lot fishing with my grandfather. My grandfather's fishing line could move in the bays and he'd go, Tide going out, get your line in. Tide going out? What are you talking about? Just as much water in the bays as it was when we got here. Tide's going out. You can get your line in. As we're getting our stuff in and getting the anchor in, I'm telling you, sandbars appear everywhere. Seagulls around fishermen all over the place. That means there's dry land, the seagulls land, the boats are still there. You, you never mind. So, so what happens is them boats are stuck there until the tide comes back in. And we've waved a lot of fishermen leaving the bays because they didn't get out before high tide and low tide. God speaks. One of my favorite locations in all of creation to hear guys in the mountains. God just speaks in the mountains. I'm just telling you. I love the mountains. I love everything about the mountains. God speaks in the mountains. God speaks through creation, geese, 
deer, you can just see it all, man. You can see it all and hear God. Get out in nature and, and hear God. Uh, number eight, through supernatural manifestations. Supernatural manifestations. Here's a couple of examples. Burning bush, uh, it did happen. Sometimes it may need to happen again, all right? But do fleece. We talked about the fleece. Remember, the fleece was, Gideon said, let it be wet on the fleece, dry on the ground. It was. So Gideon said, okay, uh, let me try again. Switch that. So God said, okay. Did it. It was dry, okay? He, he speaks through that, okay? Donkey. Didn't need to say enough anymore. He speaks through God. Listen to me. God speaks through supernatural manifestations, period. Listen to me. I meet people that don't like church, that have a giddy up and a a hate for church because they've been hurt or somebody they know hurt in church. And I'm like, good, congratulations. That's great, me too, thank you. I've been on staff and I've been hurt at church. So welcome to the club. And they look at me like I'm weird. And I am, and that's fine. So we keep talking. They say, well, I don't believe the Bible. I am said, that's fine. Don't have to believe the Bible. What do you mean? Aren't you a pastor? I am. You don't, you don't care that I don't believe the Bible? I don't really give a hoot that you don't care that the Bible's true. It's not dictated on whether you believe it or not. But here, I'm going to share something with you that you can't deny. I was once blind, but now I see. And I'm going to tell you right now, Period period. Salvation, an individual being born again, is the greatest supernatural manifestation of God you'll ever see. It is undeniable. You can't question it. You can't argue it. It's not about your opinion. It will not matter. You absolutely have to call a duck a duck if it quacks and it walks like a duck. And when that dude used to run in the trees, but now he misses trees, that dude's born again and changed and you can't deny it. And I'm going to tell you, we need to speak more about the supernatural manifestations of God because they will draw all men and women, boys and girls to him. This church right here has seen miracles and it will continue to see miracles. Why? Because God is a miracle God. I'll never forget the evening, or really the night, that my wife said these words. God, if you're the reason this spot's getting hot because you're removing that tumor from my bone, then I receive this in the name of Jesus. And the next two mornings that followed, a doctor that is more educated than you could ever think or imagine was left speechless. And he had to say these words. I don't know your God, but I respect your God. Supernatural manifestations of God need to be talked about, yelled about. We need to sing about them. We need to see them. Because Proverbs 40, I mean, Psalm 40 says this. Many will see, many will hear, and many will put their trust in the Lord. God speaks through supernatural manifestations, period. And he'll continue, continue. Number nine, through the Bible, do I need to say more? Through the word of God, active, living word of God. I said this in the first service. I can give a scripture, the same scripture to me, 
to Tommy, to Mark, Melissa Huffman, to Paxton, to Carter, to Sean. We'd go away for three days, come back, and every one of us, through the Holy Spirit of God, will have a different take on what that scripture means to us. And the only reason that happens is because it's a living, living word of God. It speaks life. It speaks different to every person, no matter where your circumstances are and where you're at. Promise you. The word of God is active and living. We need more of the word of God in us. Romans 10, 17 says this. So then, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You got a faith problem, you got a word problem. Greater your word, greater your faith. You take faith out of the believer's equation, they're done. Flat done. Flat done. I always pity the church called Faith Baptist Church. I'm like, y'all don't even know what y'all got y'all's name. Woo. Y'all, <laughs> Faith Baptist Church. I hope y'all don't do anything that's not a faith because uh, you're in trouble. Faith is it, man. All you got's faith. Faith comes from the word, from, from hearing the word. God speaks speaks through his word. It requires faith to step. He's not waiting on a step to appear. You have heard God through his word, so you got to step. Trust in him that he of all creation will create a step for your feet to land on. You do it one time, you'll never stop doing it because it's the coolest thing in the world. Faith comes through the word. We need more word. We got tons of word. We need more people in the word, okay? More people in the word, all right? I got a road. Number 10, through still, small voice. We see Elijah in 1 Kings 19, 11, 12, and 13. This is Elijah. Uh, remember God speaking thunder, lightning, earthquake, all of this stuff. And God, it says in there, God's not in that. God wasn't in that. God wasn't in that. And then God spoke in a still, small voice. And Elijah heard him, heard him. The greatest, greatest, most profound, powerful, life-changing, impactful things that God will say is in a whisper. I believe that. For my life, it's true. And I believe that it is because the enemy works overtime to keep people so busy and running that they never get to a place where they can be still long enough so the still small voice of God can echo through all the stuff in their life. The greatest weapon the enemy has against the church today is busy. We're so busy chasing our tail, we don't even know what to do if we, kept, if we caught it. It is hard to get still and hear the voice of God. It is a discipline that is learned, but it is the richest time you will ever have. I pray, I pray that you can learn to be still before the Lord. The great theologian Winnie the Pooh said, never underestimate the power of doing nothing. (laughs) So take some word from Winnie the Pooh. Don't feel guilty about doing nothing. 
If all you've got is about 10 minutes in the cab of your truck, don't move. Don't look at Facebook and don't listen to Dave Ramsey talk radio. He'll say the same thing tomorrow if you just listen, all right? I'm sorry. I love Dave Ramsey, but how many times can you say be debt free? So, so what I'm saying is listen to God. Listen to God. Listen to God. And I'm going to give you the greatest advice you can get of how to listen to God. Turn you off. Just let that sit for a little bit. You got to turn you off to turn him on. See, I'm afraid that God's competing with all the other things that are competing for you. Why should God do that? Why? Turn you off and turn him on and the fog will clear. The confusion will be clarified. The voices will dim to one. And you will walk out confident, bold, knowing that you've heard God. And I always tell people this. They say, well, how long do you need to sit in the quietness? You sit until he dismisses you. You sit until he dismisses you. I want you to go to one scripture and then we're out of here. You've listened well and long. Go to John. Go to John. This is the text that I started this whole series with. I just want to read it and let it just sit. John 10. And by the way, if you're looking for a great verse for this week's quiet time, John 10. Just sit with John 10 this week. And then Sunday, tell me, tell me what he said. Woo, you better get a lot of paper. Um, John 10, listen to verse 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his sheep, his own sheep, by name, please underline that, okay, and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Simple, clean, easy. If you're not hearing him, ask one question. Am I a sheep? Am I a sheep? Because if you're a sheep, his promise written in red is, you'll hear his voice, he knows you, and you'll follow him. So my prayer is, through this series, that you understand that it is God's nature to speak. 
that he is speaking and we are his sheep. And if we are his sheep, we're able to hear his voice. And if we hear his voice, we need to follow him. One lease and a word of prayer. Stand up, please. You've been sitting a long time. Worship team, come on up. If you're on the ministry team, I invite you up. My sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. If you're his sheep, you will hear his voice. Let the Holy Spirit say what he needs to say through John 10. On the other side of obedience is always blessing. So I need you not to listen to 10-week series and walk out and still have question whether or not you're a sheep. Today, don't walk out if you're not sure. I know you'll say, well, what will people think? We won't think, we'll clap. Okay? Don't miss out on what God has for you because you're not his sheep. He's speaking. He's speaking. Let me pray for us. Father, we love you. God, may you move people based on what your Holy Spirit has said to each of us today. Your Holy Spirit has spoken. May we be obedient to it. In Jesus' name, amen. As we worship, if you need to come, you come. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.